Hi, you guys. Welcome. Hope you're having a good weekend. This is Richard Sachs, and we're on Lost Arts Radio Live. This is our show on Saturdays in the U.S. time relating to current events. And current events right now are pretty critical and important all over the world. There's a lot happening, and it's accelerating. And the coordinated attack against humanity and against all life on Earth is speeding up, intensifying, they're using the crazy scientists that don't realize, most of them don't realize they're serving the satanic agenda and they're developing ways of putting nanobots and all kinds of toxins and surveillance uh, mechanisms inside of food so that we can't avoid it. And I think it's important that that doesn't get to happen. So if this gets stopped soon, that would be good. I mean, there's so many other things happening at the same time with, um, you know, the geoengineering is, of course, a huge one, and the GMOs and people being injected with poison that killed all the test animals, a few of them right away and most of them after a while. That's the injection that we're getting to protect us against a disease which has never been proven to exist as a virus. It does exist as a, apparently an outcome, according to all the doctors we've had on and what I've been able to dig up, uh, what they call a spike protein, which is a name for a complex that gets into the body and starts the body destroying itself by producing more and more of the antigen. Instead of it having to come from the outside, it's this brilliant idea that, oh, this is going to be great. You just turn your body into a, a factory that produces what's going to kill it, and it's going to have its own immunity. It's going to be wonderful. Anybody that falls for that, uh, I'm not saying that they're a bad person. It's just an indication of how effective the trance and the hypnosis has been. And and the real key is going to be whether we wake up in time to stop the agenda of complete extermination. It's It's not, from what I've seen, just an agenda of population reduction. It's a suicide mission where everybody's scheduled to, to uh, be eliminated, which is not a very good plan, in my opinion. So um, we have options, and there are people arising, emerging in different parts of the world that have the courage to do something and also the insight to have some understanding of what's happening. And one of the really bright stars in, in that group is, in my opinion, Ricardo Bossi. And he started a, he's a, and got a great military background and a uh, courageous person, obviously very intelligent, but also uh, has thrown off this uh, trance of blind obedience to authority. You're going to see, uh, and we're trying to get him in person on the show as soon as possible, but he's responsible for that entire operation of that party in Australia. So I've been talking to state uh, coordinators in Victoria and other places in Australia uh, to try to get Ricardo on the show, or if it's going to be a while, maybe there are other people within the party that would be great, but I don't, I don't want to wait to introduce you to him. And so I'm going to take the liberty of playing a video that is considered uh, unacceptable in a lot of places because it's got this really evil um, host on it one of the most evil in the universe, at least the solar system, according to the mainstream media and the government. And his name is Alex. 
and his last name is Jones, and you may have heard how evil he is. I've been watching his work for more than 20 years, talked to him a little bit, and I think he's a great person. I, I think there are levels that he's just becoming aware of now that, you know, this tremendous excitement to destroy the bad guys is not truly in line with with the way things really work. We don't we do better if we don't hate anybody, no matter how bad they are. It doesn't make you weak, it makes you strong to get beyond that. But Alex has done incredible work that has given us more of a chance to come out on top of this whole situation and his I recommend his daily news show to everybody. And I, I've been really attacked for saying that Alex is good. They say, oh, he's controlled opposition, you know, and he works for, and then they have all this list of people he works for. I don't think any of that's true. I think he's doing everything he can. Totally devoted person, and that should be appreciated, even if a person has imperfections. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't, you know, in the people that I've met in this lifetime. And so... um you know, I, I think we need to appreciate it and build on what he's doing. And it, it doesn't matter the source. It, even if somebody involved in really destructive work says something true and good, it's still true and good. It doesn't matter who says it. You know, so evaluate the fruit or, or what a person says and what they do. Don't condemn them forever about past mistakes or um, things that they said that turned out not to be true. What What are they doing now? And if it's beneficial, support it. Ricardo Bossi is starting this nationwide party in Australia called Australia One. And uh, Alex interviewed him. It was a great interview. And um, you get kind of a feeling for who Ricardo Bossi is. And his movement is not just for Australia. It's trying to shake Australia out of the enslavement to take back the country, not by armed revolution, which in his words would result in civilizational collapse, and I think he's right, but by mass noncompliance and getting maybe 20%, he thinks, of the population of Australia, which would come out to about 5 million people, to say, no, we're not going along with any of this stuff, the poison shots, the lockdowns, being barred from uh, keeping your business open, going to grocery stores and restaurants all this stuff would collapse if there were millions of people who didn't go along with it and the police would stop even trying to enforce it because there's no way they could do it so i'm going to try to not interrupt too much unless i feel like i really need to you know want to tell you something that puts context on what ricardo or alex is saying Uh, we barely have time to get through this clip in this show because this show has to end at a certain time in order to get ready for the meeting of the Planetary Healing Club, which is half an hour after. And that's where we go deeper into these things for people who want to start working on themselves. Yes, this this issue of, of humanity waking up, it comes down to each one of us uh, doing our part. And that's not condemning other people. It's not critiquing everybody else. It's not saying who's bad, good, or controlled opposition or whatever. It's It's being braver than that, courageous enough to work on your own self and say, okay, these are my drawbacks and shortcomings. This is what I can do to change that right at the root. That makes you extremely valuable in what you can contribute to the outside world situation. And that's what Planetary Healing Club is for. 
And you can access that at planetaryhealingclub.com or use the contact form at Lost Arts Radio if you have questions about it, and we'll get to you as fast as we can. Um, Other than that, um, I think we want to use maximum time for listening to Ricardo right now, and Alex is going to introduce him. And I'll, I'll just break in as little as I can to put in little points that I think are important. So let, let's listen to the interview and see where it goes. And specifically with the terrible things the Australian police are doing, now backed up by the military, this is basically a once free, beautiful nation turning into North Korea, in my view. And again, it's the same global forces doing it. So thank you for joining us, Ricardo. It's great to have you here. And uh, please give us the latest of what's happening uh, to the land down under. Hi, Alex. Thank you very much uh, for your kind invitation. And before we kick off, let me just thank you for your fearless and heroic uh, pursuit of the truth. It's been uh, nearly three decades for you, so, <laughs> so this has been a long haul. So thank you so much. So what's happening down uh, down under? What you're witnessing is the rebirth of a moral, sovereign and self-reliant nation. We've got to focus on this the right way. We know exactly what's going on. Look, as a soldier... I always ask people a simple question. Is the history of mankind the history of peace punctuated by war or is, it, or is it the history of war punctuated by peace? And depending on how you answer that question will reveal to you your view and knowledge of history. Now, I'm a soldier, so I know that the history of mankind is constant war punctuated by periods of peace because the right people step up and do the right thing. So please understand what you are witnessing, what the world is witnessing is the rebirth of a moral, sovereign, and self-reliant nation. It's as simple as that. Now it's hurt. It's going to hurt. There's uh, there's going to be some pain. But if we see this the right way, we'll see exactly what the opportunity is. The moment we get fearful, the moment we think we're going to lose, we lose. The moment we know we're going to win, we win. Because that's that's what happens in a fight. There's two, two, uh, two boxes going at it. And the one that decides it's going to lose does. Well, we're not doing that. We know exactly what we're doing. We have a plan. We're working the plan. We're being very careful about it. But um, the way I described it uh, in that piece was nonviolent, non-cooperation, the moral victory that we need to have in Australia and show the rest of the world what can and must be done. And so there's a short intro. This is a, a war without doubt, but it is the rebirth of our nation. Well, you're right. It's the rebirth. I totally agree with you because the globalists say that. They say Bolsonaro and the awakening in Europe and the U.S. and the U.K. and Brexit and, and Australia demanding its liberty and nationalist and patriot parties gaining more and more support. This whole worldwide lockdown, Operation Lockstep by the Rockefeller Foundation, the U.N., and their own admission is to counter the populist uprising they see happening. And, and so we have to see this as an opportunity and as the old corrupt system in crisis, I agree with you. So I get up here and list all these terrible, scary things, and sometimes people think I'm trying to scare folks. No, I believe that once people are faced by the evil, they'll want to stand up and do something about it. And that's exactly it. And this is where the globalists have misread the Australian people because they think the Anglophone world is, is this amorphous mass that responds identically, and we don't. We're very, very different. And what they see as uh, complacency in the Australian people is actually just a resilience. This is a hard country, and you've got to be hard to take it, and you can't afford to jump at every shadow. And so they see this this complacency as, as uh, they see our, our lack of movement as complacency. It's not. It's just resilience. We are slow to anger as a people. We are very slow to anger. 
Uh, we're very tolerant people. Um, but I can tell you when, when an Australian gets their blood up, it'll start and we're beginning to see it now. Now, the key point here is we have to win this for ourselves. We can't outsource this any further. And just like uh, and the analogy I use when I'm talking to my people is it's, it's similar to D-Day. We have to take Normandy. Now, the day we land on Normandy, we're going to need a lot of troops. You're going to, I don't care how good your six people are. You can't take Normandy beaches with, uh, with six people. You need big numbers. And, and the analogy I use is if 1,000 turn up, we have a problem. If 10,000 turn up, the police have a problem. If 100,000 turn up, then the politicians have got a problem. If a million turn up, we win because there are not enough police, there are not enough prisons to lock us up. So we got, we've got to take Normandy Beach. Now, having taken the beach doesn't mean that we're going to be in Berlin by next week. This has been an exquisitely designed and executed strategy over decades Decades and decades and decades, and we have evidence of that. Just like you have evidence, we, we, we like our evidence too. There's a document from 1980 from the Australian Senate, a Senate inquiry into the uh, implications for Australia of the new international economic order. And the book is quite, quite uh, clear. The report they wrote, February 1980, that we are fully engaged, the, the Australian nation apparently is fully engaged, and they're going to use every tool at their disposal, personalities, the news media, uh, the unions, everybody has to promote this new international economic order, which, as you know, which was just one of the steps down the path. And so this this very delicately, very exquisitely designed and executed strategy has penetrated every aspect and every uh, arm of the government. And so it's going to take us time to get through this. But once we get on that beach at Normandy, that's the toehold. Once we get there, we start moving across. And the people are learning that. And to quote... Um, uh, a famous American, Oliver Wendell Holmes, their hearts are being touched with fire. For the first time, the Australian people have to fight for their country on their land. Now, that's common around the world. It really is. But for us, no. We've been, we're very fortunate. Now, the upside of having a good, quiet life is it doesn't make for the toughest of people, but they are learning fast. And that, uh, that fire that's touching the Australian hearts, the rest of the world can see what we are doing. And we will win this peaceably, and we must. Because if uh, if we had the arms which were taken from us, courtesy of one of our prime ministers after what has been called a false flag operation at Port Arthur, the, the damage it would do to us as a nation to take up arms against each other is something we don't necessarily want. So we want to do this peaceably, peaceably and we want to do this morally because that will allow us to win the peace that follows. And then this is just as critical to winning this war. Now, we're going to win this war. Of that, I have no doubt. We have the numbers, we have the strategy, we have the plan, we have the people. We can win this, because they cannot win without our consent. And we're, we're waking up. But once the war is won, we need to immediately transition into rebuilding and reforming this nation. And Australia One's already got that plan. We're working on it. We've been working on it for some time. So this, this seamless transition from war to peace is what we're working on. So it's going to be a, a great example for the rest of the world to follow because, as you say, I think you're right. We are the test case, but the globalists have misread us badly. They, you know, for an intelligent and, and uh, well-designed plan, these buffoons, these imbeciles, these moral Cretans have misread their adversary badly. They should read a bit of Sun Tzu, I think. But they've, they've misread Australia and they've misread the world and they will lose. It's only a matter of time. When we come back, Ricardo Bossi, AustralianOneParty.com. 
uh, is going to continue to lay out what's really happening in Australia and again the rest of the world because this is a test. The UN admits it. it it's it's in all their statements. So is Europe. So is the UK. So is Canada. And you're now seeing this come here. So we're going to talk about the fact that this is globalist. And if the people of Australia or America or anywhere else understand this is an outside foreign takeover, they will unify against it. But when it gets to like puppets like Biden or their puppet prime minister there, you have to understand they're just front people. We must unify and understand the lockdowns are directed by Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates. They are the enemy. say where's the military where's the veterans where's the generals well look at bolsonaro taking his country back and saying we're under globalist attack they control big pharma they're trying to enslave us that's really what's happening trump did that to a certain extent uh boris johnson acted like he was a patriot but turned out to be a double agent maybe they had too much dirt on him but ricardo bossi is a great leader over in australia he's the type of man they fear he's an author speaker consultant and former australian army special forces Lieutenant Colonel, having successfully been selected for the Australian Special Air Services Regiment, Ricardo went to be appointed National Commander of Australian SAS Forces in Kuwait, as well as the Director of Future Capability Development in Headquarters Special Operations, amongst others. So just like General Flynn here fighting back as well, because he sees a threat, as well as consulting, and it goes on from there, and all the things advising the military, the Australian government. So he's in a perfect position to say to the police and military, what are you doing? But notice it's leftist-controlled cities that are showing the example for the rest of Australia and then the example of the world, just like leftist cities have done some similar things here, but the rebellion was so great they had to back off. So laying this out, I want to explain to everybody, Australia is tomorrow's tyranny today. This is an exact blueprint as we've already laid out. That's why their fight is our fight. So this isn't like, oh, we just care about Australia. No, I care about my family and the country and the whole world. And we defeat the globalists in one Western country. We'll defeat them everywhere. Or if Australia falls like dominoes, we will fall. So, Colonel, please continue laying this out for people. Sure. Um, just before we uh, left the last segment, you mentioned about the, uh, the leadership of the Western world being puppets. And you're exactly right. And it is a little frustrating hearing people say Biden said this and, and Morrison did that and Dan Andrews, who's our Victorian Premier, which is like your state governor. These people couldn't find a beer in a brewery. I mean, they're so grossly incompetent. Exactly. And so even the language that people use when when we when uh, the mainstream media and even the critics of the, uh, the leadership use their names, it's not them. They are puppets. We know they're puppets. They're, they're imbeciles. It's the party machine, and behind the party machine, you've got the backers, and behind the backers, you've got the real power brokers. And as you know, there are several layers. So we've got to really build a cat here and understand that these these fools aren't running the show. Every, and the way I put, put it to our people, because what they are doing to us in a real sense is they want to foment a rebellion, and and uh, they're very good at this. They want us to react in a, in a violent way. That's exactly what they're after. That'll give them the excuse to get even more violent. Now, in analysing an enemy's actions, you try to see some underlying logic, and there is one, but it's not obvious to them. Because people keep saying to me, why are the police so rough? Why don't, you know, why are they bashing up um, women on the street? Why are, they, why are they spraying old ladies in the street? They want the response. The globalists want us to push back in a violent way. Once that happens, they will come down even harder. 
it's it, it is as clear as day, and that's why we, this our, our whole response must be predicated on non-violent non-cooperation because we can bring them to a halt. Twenty-four million people, and let's say there's a million crooks in the place, that leaves twenty-four million of us, which is less than a tenth of uh, the United States population, but about the same area. Um, if we just stood and said no, we just refused to play the game. We'll still still be law-abiding citizens. We'll still do, do what we've got to do, but we just won't play the game anymore. There's there's not enough police to help. Now the other good part is the police are cracking, and so are the doctors and so are the lawyers. There's a, the, the wedge has started. And so once again, the globalists have missed out. They're, they're trying to foment this rebellion. And, and so subtle is their plan. For example, the, the idea of a corporate entity, which is Australia, and a corporate entity, which is the Queen of Australia, there is some truth to that. But there's also a lot of misinformation because they're trying to G up all sorts of different responses to it. And so what we try to do is we try to stay above the, the, the nonsense detail and just focus on what's got to be done. And what's got to be done is the people have to, we've got to build our army. And um, my people get tired of hearing me say, you've got one priority, folks, build the army, build the army, build the army. So when the word comes down and we land on the beaches of Normandy, we just flood every square inch with peaceful Australians saying, no consent, no consent, and, no and, consent. And Mr. Bossy, let's explain how this works. For people that don't know, you're historically totally right. Because we put your video out, you got... 600,000 views on our site, 500,000 views, and, 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 and millions around the web once we amplified it was already popular in Australia. And fools saw it and said one of two things. Yeah, he's right. Let's start killing. Or they said, oh, look, he's like Q. He's trying to get people to be violent. No, you were very clear. You said no consent, no consent, no consent. Mahatma Gandhi, Martin Luther King Jr., copying Jesus Christ. Uh, that is what we're talking about. And, and then when they crack the heads, it hurts them not getting a physical war going, which destabilizes and collapses the country for several years, then they come in as the savior, overthrow the government, the globalists put in their new government. Klaus Schwab has written books on this. The UN talks about it. We got IMF World Bank documents in 2002, the BBC did, Greg Palast, where they were planning all over the world to foment revolutions they controlled that then collapsed things. They'll put a communist revolution in for 10 years and then bring in something after it. So, so that's what they're trying to do. We have to understand the larger plan, unify Americans, unify Australians, unify all countries against the corporate globalist using simple behavioral psychology. So we pull up at the 30,000 foot view, we'll then understand it. But if we keep just thinking, bring a new puppet in, bring a puppet out, we're going to continue to fail. We've got to see the whole hidden image. And once we see the image, you can't unsee it. Is that what you're saying? Exactly correct. Thank you. You've put that very well. And that's why one of the re one of our um, primary objectives, once uh, part of our plan to reform the nation, and and let me just let me just read this to you because this is critical in terms of understanding our understanding of the problem and therefore the solution. Our purpose is to save Australia, just like uh, your job is to to save the United States. So it's very clear to save Australia. How are we going to do that? We're going to create a moral political force that empowers Australians to reach their highest individual potential so that collectively all can participate in the reformation of Australia. Now, this is key because this creates a foundation of strong-willed, strongly-minded individuals who then build the nation from the ground up. And that way they cannot impose anything upon us ever again. Now, you've, the United States has been through their revolution. We haven't. And so this is why it's brand new for us. But then we're working towards an end state. Now, this is all military planning. And this is the, the <laughs> I love the way the military does business. It is just unemotional. This isn't a, 
not a, a marketing statement. This is a an end state, a checklist that we must achieve. So after empowering individuals to reach their highest individual potential and then collectively assisting to reform the country from the ground up, this is what we want to create. Australia as a moral, sovereign, self-reliant, Christian Western democracy, which is economically powerful, militarily intimidating, politically free, culturally vibrant and socially cohesive. And that's what we're building. So every step that we take on this journey from where we are to where we want to be has to contribute directly to that end state. If it doesn't, it's out. And and uh, and creating a wound in the Australian psyche of, of a civil war is something that never really heals. And it's one that prudent leadership demands we avoid at all costs. Now, if we have to defend ourselves, I have no problem with that. My natural instinct as a soldier is to squeeze the trigger. I get it. All right, we lost his connection to the land down under where it's 755 Central. We will reconnect with him and get him on uh, to lay this out. And when he's saying Australia, you think America, you think United Kingdom, you think Germany, you think Mexico, you think Spain, you think South Africa, you think Nigeria, because it's the same globalist force doing the same thing. They want a civil war here, black against white. They want a civil war in Australia to then discredit the idea of nationalism and then bring in global corporatism. And this is what he's saying is the solution to all this. So again, Lieutenant Colonel Ricardo Bossi joins us again. His, his Skype has come back. What you're saying is, again, the the answer to everything. And I'm not just highlighting that because you're on the show and I like you. you. You are dead on here. And if we don't understand this, we're going to lose. If we understand it, we're going to win. That's correct. I'm not sure where I dropped out. Did I get to the end state we're trying to create? Uh, you know, we're going to go to break, and you're going to be with us 30 more minutes the next hour. I really appreciate that, and we've got more great folks from Australia joining us, former political prisoner and others. But, uh, uh, yes, sir, uh, you started to get to it, but I want everybody to stay with us into the next hour where I'm going to try to give you the floor to really walk through all this because you've got a great military background and one of the top advisors to your government, and how you guys are going to behave will then be an example to everybody else in the world. But the minute we have left in this hour, how do people find you uh, not just in Australia, but around the world. How do people support uh, your fight? Uh, spread the word. That's the best you can do. Just spread the word, spread the word, build the army, build the army. Anything to build the army is what uh, will help us best because we need numbers, and I mean big numbers. We need we need millions of people in Australia, and we need tens of millions in the U.S. and around the world to stand up and just say no, and there's nothing they can do. AustraliaOneParty.com. Australia's fight is everybody's fight. We face the exact same enemies, and we are all in a human alliance around the world against this globalist force. But the globalist force is coming after the Western republics and, quote, democracies, because they can destroy those. The world will be under the New World Order's control. We'll be back with hour number two straight ahead. Stay with us. excited here because I became aware of the globalist plan when I was a teenager uh, because I had family that was aware of it and speaking out against it and I had family that had worked in the government in the military uh, like our guest Ricardo Bossi they were telling me about the plan to end the United States bringing world government he was reading a document from the 1980s planning it so this is the same global program some stations don't carry the short five minutes a lot do but uh, just specifically Ricardo uh, you're, you're you're a very uh, a polite guy but I'll jump in a lot if you don't just take over. You know, t t Tell folks exactly what you're facing, what's going on, 
and specifically how we don't fall into their trap. And now we have a peaceful revolution of noncompliance versus being roped into a violent revolution. Sure. Um, the, uh, the, the, uh, what they're doing, as you've seen on the media, is confronting protesters. But what they're not showing you is the truth. And we have our own people out there which, which communicate what's going on. And you've seen uh, the reports of uh, violent right-wing anti-vaxxers. Well, there's nothing right-wing about us at all. I mean, check our policies out. Um, and we're not violent, and, and nor are the protesters. So what happens is, what happened in Melbourne most recently, um, one of our major unions, the uh, the CFMEU, the membership is split from the leadership because they know the leadership are fully on board with the globalists. There's an individual called Sharon Burrows who used to be head of the Australian Council of Trade Union. That's the peak union body in Australia who's now signed up globalists living in Belgium doing uh, Carl Schwab's uh, bidding. So anyway, the, uh, the, the, they're splitting apart and they were forming up and they started marching. The police, there were about three or 400 there. The police told them to move on. And the, the construction guys, are, they're pretty robust individuals down down under, uh, as I guess they are in the US. And they just ignored them. And then three to 400 turned into 5,000, turned into 10,000, turned into 20,000. But if you watch the news, it sounded like there were 300 uh, cranky anti-vaxxers uh, throwing fists at the, at the police. But it was completely the other way around. And so they're lying to us. But now, how do we raise, how do we, how do we raise this army, for example? The truth. The truth is what's going to do it. And let me give you one story that'll just get you riled. We have in Australia a 90-year suppression order, which conceals the names of 28 VIP pedophiles, including uh, a former prime minister. Now, this document is a police document. It was raised by Senator Bill Heffernan in 2015 in a Senate inquiry. And he sat alone because no other senator would be there with him. So we've got a 90-year suppression order, which nobody, no party, Liberal, Labor, Nationals and Greens, none of them have whispered because we know that that's their, one of their key tools for uh, getting the results that they want, whether it's the judiciary or the military or whatever. That's the part of the blackmail. Now, that's not the only one. There's another one that came out of South Australia, which is one of our Australian states, and there was a, a Mulligan inquiry, it was called, Justice Mulligan, and that has an 80-year suppression order. So pedophilia, this... this, this this golden thread, I shouldn't call it a golden thread, I should call it something less glossy. It's this awful thread that runs through the control. And that's how one of the main reasons, one of the main methods they have used to get a hold of the judiciary, the bureaucracy, the military, the academia, the media, everything. Uh, it's, it's that. And so get the truth out. And we, we raise the truth as much as we can so people wake up and they realise there is a war. And it is against us. And the police are doing the bidding. Now, you mentioned um, why don't the police and the military do something. Alex, I've been looking for white hats in the ADF, in the Australian Defence Force, for a long time now, and I can't see any. And I mean it. I've looked hard. In fact, they've even turned some of my former colleagues against me. I was a best man at one of my friend's wedding. He was another Special Forces officer, and they sent him up against me to get some intel to find out what I was up to. And so this is really... Australia contra mundum, Australia against the world. They are, they are, there are no white hats. And uh, I have this little dream that when we get into power, and we will, that uh, I'll call up, uh, look for a decent four-star US Marine Corps general, because they can see sea, air, land and special ops fights. 
We'll bring them in on a five-year contract to Australia and we'll, he'll have one job, is to turn this woke joke, which is what the Australian Defence Force is, into a fighting machine again. And so we'll get him in. The other thing we'll have to do is we'll sack everybody from the rank of brigadier up. We'll be retired uh, immediately. Stay there. Back in 60 seconds. Ricardo Bossi, stay with us. I want everybody listening here in the United States on hundreds of radio stations and over 100 TV stations to please take notes and check out everything we're laying out and breaking down. Here on the Alex Jones Show on this live September 26th Sunday broadcast. Because all I read is what the UN and the Davos group and the Bilderberg group are putting out and the Club of Rome. It's all the same people that share it all. And the CFR and the Royal Commissions, the Royal Institute of International Affairs. These are roundtable groups. And it's how the corporate British Empire controlled the world. But it's not the British Empire today, it, 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 but it used that skeletal system. And... If we're going to defeat it, it's what Mahatma Gandhi did in India against that very empire. And what our guest said earlier is totally true. Australia is having its coming of age real revolution right now against the governor general and the, and the vestigial systems of tyranny. And they looked at the whole world and said, that's the best place to have our beta test to trigger our civil war, crush the people and bring in total tyranny. Same thing that's happening here with no borders, no walls, the attacks on America, the racial division. All of this is demoralize you. Putting in Biden, he's supposed to be hated. He's supposed to make the country look terrible because they want a collapse, but with them posing as the saviors. They're bringing in their world government. They're bringing in their world ID. So you see Australia with the military and the police and, and unmarked police beating up old ladies, arresting men, women, and children for going outside saying they're not essential. This is part of the takeover of the planet. And there's... Only one way politically, culturally, militarily to defeat this, and it's how he's talking about recognizing it's a foreign takeover, recognizing it's illegitimate, recognizing we have global solidarity with each other against this corporate new world order that uses socialism and communism and, and leftist garbage as his control system. We're not right wing. I agree with him. We're populist worldwide who want to get back to governing our own countries for the people, by the people, of the people. So Ricardo Bossi's here with us, AustraliaOneParty.com. And again, uh, he was a Special Health Services uh, Lieutenant Colonel, and he was also National Commander of Australian SAS Forces. Uh, he also was the Director of Future Capability Development and Headquarters Special Operations, amongst others. He can speak to the type of societal behavioral psychology takeover that wants to make it physical to radically reshuffle. Uh, and that's why they're building, quote, emergency camps for Shielding in place. They have the same thing in Europe, same thing here. They say soon we'll put people that are healthy in camps to protect them from those that aren't and the anti-vaxxers. That's the cover for the internment camps they're building once they trigger the civil wars. So they have them here. They have them in Canada, Europe, UK, Australia, New Zealand. This is a formulaic operation globally. We must formulaically awaken to it and say no. I'm going to stop ranting here, Ricardo Bossi, but uh, you've got the floor of the rest of the segment the next to raise the alarm worldwide and explain again how we have victory without violence. Absolutely. Well, let's, uh, you mentioned the Constitution, the Governor General. Uh, in Australia, and, and this is part of raising the awareness, letting people know there are solutions to this. Let me give you an example. I wrote an open letter to our Governor General, uh, whom I knew when he was a lieutenant colonel and I was a major. 
And he has options open to him that the people are unaware of. For example, the Prime Minister and the Cabinet isn't mentioned in our Constitution. A national executive, federal executive is, is mentioned, appointed by the Governor-General. Now, if a government continues with unconstitutional behaviour, of which there is <laughs> sufficient evidence, without a doubt, grossly unconstitutional behaviour on any, on any level... Um, the Governor-General must warn the government of that fact. If they persist with their unconstitutional behaviour, the Governor-General has the right to dismiss the government. Now, nobody wants to do that that because it's uh, it, it's unstable. It destabilises the, uh, the, the rule of law in the minds of the people. But he has the power. And, I mean, you can't think of a better reason to start maybe making some suggestions to the government about the constitutionality of their behaviour. But the Governor-General has the lawful authority. Now, imagine this. This is just one op option open to ending this immediately. The Governor-General has the power to warn the, go the government to cease their unconstitu unconstitutional behaviour. Let's say it doesn't. Then uh, he dismisses the government and he may appoint for a period of three months anybody to act as... Uh, to, as members of the Federal Executive Council, and they may then operate as departmental secretaries or in the US model, secretaries of state, secretaries of health, secretaries of defence, the cabinet. And so he, this could be ended tomorrow. He, he appoints some people, they fill in, and, uh, and they take over the running the country. It's quite lawful because this was one of the checks and measures that was put in by our founding fathers to make sure tyranny was not allowed. Now, what advice is the Governor-General getting? Well, I can guarantee it's globalist advice. It's not the real advice. Now, it's up to him. Um, he's been given the opportunity. There are opportunities now for him to take action. If he doesn't, like everybody else, he has signed his own death warrant because one of our other key policies is we're going to reintroduce death penalty for treason and sedition. And we got rid of the death penalty 70 years ago. And, uh, and we're going to bring it back. And what's interesting is that the leftists are claiming that we're brutal and, and, and inhuman for reintroducing the death penalty for treason and sedition, yet these are the same people who allow the most egregious abortion, full-term abortion laws in Australia. In fact, the US has only just caught up to Australia. See, our, the globalist hands reach into every aspect of our life here, and we've had full-term abortion, partial birth abortion laws creeping their way across Australia for years now. And the Australian people don't know about it, they don't understand it, they don't believe it. But I, I need to get this out in full so people of Australia understand this. It is lawful in Australia at the point of birth for a doctor to partially deliver the baby so the baby's head remains inside the mother, so it's not born, inverted commas, by definition. The doctor then gets a pair of Metzenbaum scissors and jabs a hole in the back of the baby's head, cuts it open, inserts a vacuum pump and sucks out the living brain of a baby at full term. The baby is then delivered, but it's not called a baby, it's called medical waste. It's not given a birth certificate, a death certificate. It is then sold as body parts to corporations. Now, this is legal in Australia and allegedly called health for women. Now, if these people are such moral imbeciles that they can't see the difference between a morning after pill and a full-term abortion, and they have no place in polite society. And you're absolutely right. They, they know exactly what they're doing. And some stations just joined us earlier. You broke down how it's the same thing in Europe, same thing in the U.S., same thing there. They use pedophilia in government by by promoting pedophiles from the level of mayor up to uh, your Senate and other areas, and that your government had 80-year seals 
on that in the government. And if you look at the German government, 30 plus thousand children placed with pedophiles to then be leased out to politicians. We even learned the CIA would put pedophiles in charge over police departments and areas in Afghanistan and supply them with children. So, so this is a evil cult of pedophiles uh, that are at the heart of what we face worldwide. Yeah, exactly right. It, it's, it is worldwide. It is common. It is the way it's been done. And under, the people have to understand this. This has been going on since forever. This is not a recent innovation. This is, this is millennia old, these practices, child sacrifice, uh, the, the whole adrenochrome issue. This is not new. This is an ancient war. And look, we're not fighting just flesh and blood, as you well know. We are, we are fighting satanic forces by definition satanic forces and one of them the major means by which it is delivered is by the masonic lodges now the low-level masons think it's just a gentleman's club and you get to you know promote your business and do well but at the higher levels we know exactly what's going on it is satanic it is it is a, a blood ritual sacrifice that goes on regularly and then and i've been contacted by masons who have reluctantly admitted we think you're right there's something going on something's not quite right but the masons have penetrated every aspect of australian society now given that given that case and i think i mentioned it earlier when when a body has is so riddled with cancer that if you try to cut it out you're going to kill the the host that's why the solution to this must be measured it must be careful because otherwise we're going to kill we will face a civilizational collapse now imagine if all the crooks put their hands up and say, thank you, you're all right, uh, we'll go away, the place will cease to function. So we have to transition from this Masonic-controlled Satanist cult to a point where they are removed and the country continues. Absolutely, and, and we've got to explain this when we come back. It, it, it's a mystery school. It's what intelligence agencies grew out of. It's, it's just a cult that is in control worldwide whose ritual is abusing children, killing children, and it's real, and it's coming out. One city in Germany, 30,000 children taken from Christians, given to pedophiles for the government. We'll be right back. The answer to 1984 is 1776. Live from Austin, Texas, broadcasting worldwide, it's Alex Jones. Sunday morning there in Australia, and it's still uh, still Sunday here. Coming up, Monica Schmidt, been a political prisoner arrested for trying to organize businesses that said they would stay open. Only big corporations are allowed to stay open and consolidate control. This is economic warfare on so many levels. Ricardo Bossi is our guest. He heads up Australia One Party, AustraliaOneParty.com or Australia One. And we've got about eight, nine minutes left here. Uh, what can Americans do? Because... Uh, Again, you're being attacked by the same globalist force. Um, what can people do in other parts of the world to try to free Australia and free other areas? Canada's in deep trouble. I mean, clearly, just expose the New World Order. But but what else can we do? Because we know that they want to push everybody into violent revolution. That's why they tighten it down. It's why it gets worse and worse. We know they've built the emergency centers. If they were able to trigger a civil war. They say they want a post-industrial world. They say they want general society to collapse and depopulate. Well, I guess the globalists sit back in their mountaintop redoubts uh, and roast marshmallows uh, you know, over the flames that consume us. 
So, 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 so you've got a big military background at, at national global strategy levels. What would it look like if they were successfully able to trigger a civil war in Australia? Civilizational collapse, because um, we're a very dispersed population. We're centred in our major cities, so it's easy to contain us. And they've been working hard to uh, strip the rural areas of its population. And, of course, our policy is to reverse that. But they lock us up in the city um, and and they'll just kill us. They will just kill us. They will just lock us down. Uh, Fast track it from the actual, uh, let's say there's a violent response, those that take the violent actions are jailed. They will then impose even more draconian lockdowns on the entire country. And the Holodomor, which was the starvation of the Ukraines under the Soviet Union, millions died to the point of cannibalism. The Chinese communists twice uh, killed, I think, up to 40 million of their own people through um, famine. So these things are not unusual. This is not odd. This is not unexpected. This is exactly what they do. And that's why people have to understand their history. This is not bizarre. It is not beyond the realms of reality. Exactly. This is a communist, great leap forward, cultural revolution playbook that we saw in the Russian revolution. We've seen everywhere. And again, financed by the very same banks in Russia now financing this now. I mean, you're, you're dead on. They are actually trying a collapse level event to get full control and depopulate. And that's and that is exactly correct, and there is no there is no real war. And let me just jump quickly. Uh, beware of the China threat. Is there going to be a war against China? Probably. Is it going to be a real war? Absolutely. Is it going to be necessary? No. It's a distraction. There's absolutely no requirement. It's just it was just like World War One, World War Two. It's good business. It's great business. Uh, the whole thing was was set up that way, and we're going to go through it all again. So now, again, if people knew their real history, they would recognise this for what it is. It is a lie. Everything they've been taught is a lie. And I understand the difficulty of accepting that. It is hard. But the fact is, we've got to, you said, you know, what can the world do? Reveal the truth. Reveal the truth. And and communicate with each other internationally and share each other, share with each other the stories. It's it's, it's paramount importance. It really is. There's one other thing the U.S. can do particularly because you've got the capability. And that is, we're going to have some elections coming up shortly. And I'll bet my left marble that uh, it will be corrupted. We know that. It'll either be a uh, a fake f- uh, postal election or it'll just be fr- fraudulent. We know that. We haven't had an honest election in Australia for decades, and we've got the data on that as well. Books have been written about it. There's nothing unusual about that statement. So there will be a war. There will be an election. Um Monitoring now. We have knowing that it's going to be a, uh, a crooked election. We have our own strategies and plans of what we're going to do. We expect it to be crooked. We expect to have, like you have in the US, an audit, and we expect the audit to reveal exactly what your audits are revealing have revealed in Arizona and elsewhere. And so this is part of that slow process of legitimately demonstrating the lies of the the globalists. So the US, because you've got the capability, track and monitor our elections when they're coming up. Now, the next federal election is due in May next year, May 2022. It may be held sooner than that, but that's it. If we can if we can get an honor, as honest an election as possible, we've got a chance. Even if it's uh, crooked, then we'll go through the same patient process that you have done and we'll audit, audit, audit. And so keep an eye on each other. We're, we're like a family. 
the Australians are looking at the Americans, the Americans are looking at the Australians, we're all looking at the Canadians, the Europe. This is, as you said at the very beginning, this is one human race and we are fighting for our collective survival. We have the same adversary applying exactly the same tactics. Australia is lucky. We're the first ones through the door. And as you know, the first one through the door always gets a blood nose. But as long as we've got a lot of people behind us, we'll eventually uh, we'll take the room. And so that's what we need to do. We need to come together as a global community and understand that whatever apparent differences we have, that the great majority of people are good people. They're decent people. We are not a cancer on the planet, as the lunatic greens would have us believe. Well, that's we right. We people. need to educate everybody that the, 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 the greens are a depopulationist elite movement. All of it is, is, is right out of Davos, right out of the globalist, and is the enemy of humanity. And they've got to be stopped. They will be stopped. That's it. And I've got a, we've, got a, we've only got a, a couple of minutes left, but I'd like to just finish on this because I'm a, a good student of the U.S. Uh, War of Independence, the Revolutionary War. A couple of points. Washington at one point had no more than 20% support. So four out of five of the colonists were telling the Brits exactly where he was, and he still won. The point, the reason I tell that story is because we don't need everybody. We just need enough. We just need enough, and we can win this war. In Australia, that translates to 20%. That's 5 million people. We get 5 million. We win. Davos loses, and they'll never come back because we know exactly what we're going to do. Day one, we get control. We know exactly what our plan is. We've got it ready to go. The next point is, and I'll finish on this, and I'll let you wrap it up. The opening lines to your Declaration of Independence, the, the most beautiful political lines ever written. We hold these truths to be self-evident, and you know the rest. But those opening lines, as beautiful as they were, were irrelevant. They only had meaning and effect because of the last line. And this is what Australians have to understand for the first time in their lives, because we are fighting for our country for the first time in our lives on our own land. And here's the last line which everybody should remember. We, com we uh, co collectively commit our lives, our fortunes and our sacred honour. And that's what we have to commit. That is the price of freedom that we must pay, that our fathers and forefathers before us paid. We have to be ready to do the same. We have to commit everything to this fight, everything, leave nothing on the table. Our lives, our wealth, and our sacred honor. And we are blessed and honored, as you said, to be in this position. This is a great turning. This only happens every three or four or five generations. This is a very special time to be out live. We are all brothers and sisters together around the world in this fight. And I want to thank you, Ricardo Bossi from AustraliaOneParty.com for joining us. Please give us updates as this develops, and you're welcome to file reports and send them to us. We'll air them here as well. And so God bless you, and thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. Okay, you guys. Um, I apologize if you felt like that was too long, but I thought it was really important. Uh, I could have just talked the whole time myself, but I think Ricardo and his party deserve a lot of incredible support and recognition. And I've been talking to a lot of people in America recently this week who don't know about what's going on in Australia. And they're, they're not aware of real media. I mean, I get attacked all the time for supporting Alex's work, but he's doing a great job. And you can find fault with anybody but what really matters is their intent and what they do <clears throat> Alex is doing great work and um, 
you know, it comes down, as he said at the end to, a, and as Ricardo said at the end to, a really simple focus, you know, and I would add first consciousness, throw off the hypnosis and the, the programming that we're all supposed to hate each other and spend all the time critiquing and condemning each other for not agreeing, you know, and who has the right religion, who has got exactly the right understanding of what's happening. But in short, you know, it, it's just that there's a small, a small cadre of individuals and families that have been building up to the point that we're at now for thousands of years, going from one generation to another. And their intent and their goal has has always been total destruction. They just didn't have the uh, technology and the organizational capability to do it until now. And so what we're living in at this point is, in their intent, in their opinion, the final phase of destroying life on Earth. And people like Ricardo were saying, you know, no, instead of that, <clears throat> let's bring back freedom and mutual respect, all the, con- all the countries being sovereign and independent, but cooperating with each other. A, a vision of what the League of Nations or the uh, United Nations should have been instead of a covert plan to end National sovereignty, nationalism is a great necessary thing. It's not, you know, you can, you can figure that if the media says it's terrible, it's probably great and vice versa. You know, it's because real nationalism is not wanting to go out and start wars and invasions and illegal occupations of other country. Real nationalism is saying that if you're in the government or any of the power structure of a country, whatever country it is, the only reason you're there is to help safeguard the individual freedoms and natural rights of the people in your country. And the reason it's, you know, not time for what they present as positive anarchy, some of the well-meaning people say there should be no governments. Well, that's true once consciousness is much higher and you don't have countries based on ideas that want to go out and take over the world and kill everybody who's in the wrong religion and stuff like that. As long as you live in the neighborhood where there are neighbors who want to kill you, you need to respect self-defense as an individual or as a country. So I don't think it's time for uh, John Lennon's vision of imagine there's no countries far in the future when, when, Everybody worldwide has this unified consciousness of individual rights, love and respect for each other, and private property, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Then you don't need separate countries. But until that time, you need as many countries as possible with governments that are there not to uh, steal from the people and suppress them, which most of them are now. In fact, everyone that I know of is doing that now. When you you need individual countries where the government is there in positions of sacred honor to serve the people, that's why they call it public service. It's just a joke right now. I mean, people in most of the positions of public servant of any stature, I mean, the low-level ones may think that they're serving the people, but most of the ones that are in charge of any to any great extent know they're there for the secret crimes that they can get away with. And that needs to be changed. And that's what Ricardo Bossi is talking about 
our lives and our fortunes and our sacred honor. That's different than let's get in so we can do insider training, trading, sorry, and enslave the people. That's the common thing. And even at the low level, this is why I say consciousness has to be the first element. Right now, there's a movement worldwide to use health as a justification for tyranny and destruction and murder. And in the U.S. and many parts of the world, people are being injected with a murder weapon, a bioweapon. And it's being enforced largely by people in positions of public health, so-called public health authority, just like the, you know, well, I won't go into that because we're almost out of time here. But um, those, the educational system right now has been perfected as a way to make people disconnected from common sense, disconnected from wisdom, and they have a kind of intelligence that can come up with brilliant, ridiculous ideas and plans and action, act on those, and nobody notices anything out of ordinary with that. That's what the colleges, the PhD programs, the MD programs are training people for all over the world, and a lot of those highly educated people are you know, not necessarily of evil intent, though some are, but the the majority of them at the low and middle positions are serving evil and they have no idea because their education has taken away their common sense. And that's part of the reemergence of consciousness that it has to be there all over the world in whatever country you're in. So if you want to um, help with turning a, a the whole world population back from the brink of disaster. You have to start on yourself. If you don't start on yourself and you just see the faults in everybody else, it's like the, the biblical lesson and, and allegory of, um, yeah, go ahead and stone this woman for what she did. Whoever has no sin, um, you can throw the first stone to start killing her. That's a really deep concept and it's powerful. It's not just to save uh, somebody from un- unjustified murder, well, any murder, just save somebody from murder, it's to remind the people if they could possibly comprehend what's being said. If you start on yourself, what you end up uncovering is the PowerPoint that you've got in yourself that the global rulers are afraid that you'll discover. And that's that you have massive power, not not from your own ego, not to hate other people, not to condemn other people and overlook your own faults, but power, because if you get your ego and your blindness out of the way, then what flows through you is directly from where you came from. That's what the criminals at the top level are afraid of. And so we should take that as guidance, open it up as quickly as we can. And that was the reason we started Planetary Healing Club, which you can join if you want to, but you don't have to do it that way. You can work on yourself alone or with friends that understand what you're talking about. Um, but the message is do it, do it right away. Because whatever consciousness you uncover in yourself, self-awareness, not as a limited, you know, person who's this hot, this much height and this much weight and this skin color and this gender, and those are all about the costume. Who's wearing the costume? It's not the mind, that's just a tool. Who's wearing the costume? That's you. You find that out. That means waking up. That means 
allowing healing power to flow through you for yourself and for the rest of the world, not restricted by scope or distance or anything like that. That's what the fear of the rulers is right now, and, and they shouldn't be afraid of it because if you do that, and it then it spreads automatically. That's the only thing that I know of that could inspire the criminals to change what they're doing and say, whoa, wait a minute, I was doing that? You know, like the police in Australia, military who are enforcing the, the criminal activity of the police anywhere in the world, China, North Korea, America, UK, Canada. If you're working for one of those police forces and you're carrying out criminal activity to save your job, you're keeping yourself unconscious and then you have to be accountable for what you did, not in case God catches you sometime, I mean right now, because that everything we do is being watched from our own consciousness, which sets up the experiences to teach us why what we did might not be a really good idea to keep doing. And it's easier if you catch yourself change now. If you're working for some health authority or for the law enforcement or anything else or in the schools, teaching kids to be insane and destroying their character and their brains and their common sense, if you become awake even to the first little bit, you don't have to decide about that. You just can't do it anymore. And then we have to start building a normal, healthy society instead, so it's not just nothing. The uh, rebuilding has to start at the same time, and that makes the crash less violent. So look at the work of Peggy Hall, the healthy American, who's we've had her on the show multiple times, and she knows that she's working on building a new, setting up people who are interested in building a new civilization, the healthy American, PeggyHall.tv, and a lot of people are working on the same thing. Uh, Dr. Christiane Northrop, who was just on, um, or she may be on shortly, I forget if she's broadcast yet, but Christiane Northrop, Dr. Lee Merritt, uh, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Larry Pilevsky, many of these great individuals that we've had on the show and will continue to, um, they know that this is building time and we're late getting it started. We're really late the degree to which we can do that successfully depends not just on IQ intelligence, it depends on consciousness. So that's item number one. And if you don't know what that is, and most of us don't, find out. It's not something you can memorize. It's not a new belief. It's not go out and start join a new religion or something. It's find out who's wearing your costume. The costume is not you, and that's it's not just a, a belief thing at all. It's really deep, and it opens up power that you don't know you have. So I'm just encouraging you that way. And then we got to go get ready for the Planetary Healing Club meeting today in 25 minutes. But um, do so, do something. Be, become determined to find out who you are. Not not all the ideas. Not what all your friends and family say you have to be. Who you really are, and it's something incredible. You know, it's been written that you were made in the image of God. That's not because you have the right shape, body, the right skin color, the right gender, the right age. It's way more than that. It's different. So find out and use it. Learn. 
Um, anyway, that's about it. We got to go. So if you want to know where we're still on the air, go to lostartsradio.com. Help us share the links if you can uh, get around the restrictions and censorship and shadow banning and all that. And if you want to help us and you've got financial resources, note, count the number of commercials that we did during this show because I don't want to do anything that's not completely clear and honest to the best of our ability, but you can sub- support us at subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio or at the donate button on lostartsradio.com and that's greatly appreciated. But if you don't have the resources and you're struggling to survive, please focus on that. You know, your own taking care of yourself is number one. It's the most generous thing you can do. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't really help people very much out on the outside. I think that's about it. And uh, remember our Sunday show, which is tomorrow. We have incredible people on there as guests. And um, invite you to meet me back there. And then uh, those of you who want to, we'll meet you at the Planetary Healing Club meeting in 23 minutes. In any case, have a good rest of the night, good weekend. And I really appreciate you very much. Thanks for letting us be here. Um, Consider you the hope of the world. And look forward to seeing you here next time. Have a good night. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level. From extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. 
Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows, except the band ones, are on our YouTube channel, at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum, as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.